and all of the space marines that died come up as fucking Star Wars force ghosts around him and all go, brother, 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 brother. Like, they all say brother, and that's it, and that's... Hello and welcome to the Dice Like Ice podcast, episode 9. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the Argyle to my McLean, Andrew Mitchell. <laughs> I literally just watched that movie two nights ago. I've seen it twice this week now. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, it was a Tulsa. I didn't know if I wanted to give you Argyle or Sergeant Powell. Oh, Sergeant Powell would have been a good one. Sergeant Powell's a good one, but I gave you the option, funny or useful. I mean, Argyle was useful. He took out that one guy who was get, trying to get away in the ambulance. Fair enough. At least I didn't call you, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Ellis, Harry Ellis. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I would quit the podcast if you made me Ellis. Like, the Ellis to my Gruber. <laughs> Tony, booby. <laughs> uh, watch Die Hard if you haven't. If you haven't, you're a fucking animal. It's a great, great movie. Best Christmas movie, except for Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, dis disagree. Muppet Christmas Carol's good. Die Hard's number one, of course. But mm. the other best one, hands down, Jingle All the Way with Jingle Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. It's a it's a pretty good one. It's a Christmas it's fucking a classic. And of course uh, you know Christmas Vacation, but that's oh, that's yeah, a I mean, layup. That, that goes without saying. Andrew, do you have our sponsor ready for this episode? Oh yes. Uh sorry, I got distracted with Christmas cheer. It's okay, you ready uh, to get it all over your wall again? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this episode is sponsored, as always, by a Grip and Rip. Hey, it didn't get on my wall. Just my hand. And, and that's beer, not Christmas cheer. He's not getting Christmas cheer on his wall, children. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get a Christmas beer this time. So, uh, What are we drinking today, Tony? Well, you know, Andrew, uh, since it is Christmas, I went <laughs> with the Terrapin Luau Pog IPA. I was hoping you're going to be like, I got a Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, no, I got a Christmas step. It's an IPA. Of course it is. It's me. It's the uh, the Passion Fruit and Orange IPA. It's actually really nice. Well, I uh, It's I one of the also, few flavored ones I like. I also went with a uh, Athens Brewery and got a Creature Comforts Cocoa Bunny. There you go. Those are a okay. Milk. They're no I cosmic like debris. Nah, yeah, you know. it's, an, it's not an IPA, so I like it. Listeners, um, if you can ever get your hands on Creature Comfort's uh, Cosmic Debris IPA, even if you don't like IPAs like my uncultured friend Andrew here, they're amazing. Creature Comforts in general is a good choice. Really if your is. local shop has it, it's worth picking up. Yeah. But uh, this is a milk porter brewed with coconut, cocoa nibs, and coffee, Ooh. and Ooh. it is a 6.5. So oh, thanks mine is also a 6.5. Mine's a tall boy, which still won't get much to me. <laughs> Definitely not a tall boy. But yeah, so local beer. So anyway. Oh, man. So, Andrew, I know uh, you've been uh, across the pond, as they say. Yes, I uh, took a, a nice Thanksgiving vacation to uh, see family I haven't seen for the first time in two years, thanks to a pandemic. So we visited my brother, who lives in Ireland, and my sister, who lives in Spain. So uh, globetrotting family. So I stayed in Georgia. <laughs> um but yeah, so I uh, uh, have not been at the table as much as I normally would be this time of year. Uh, good news, I have. <laughs> what uh, what what progress have you gotten done with all that free time you've had, Andrew? 
Well, uh, it's been a bit since we recorded, so I did actually have some time to get some things done. I'm still plugging away at my orcs. I'm about 75% finished painting 20 orc boys. Uh, I'm to the washing stage now, and then it's just some easy highlights. I'm I'm not going super into detail with basic troops. It'll take forever, so they're just going to get okay. Um, But I did build a bunch of stuff. I picked up uh, something Tony and I have been talking about for ages, and I got the Titanicus starter set. Which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, a very scaled down version of the Warhammer Titans from Forge World, which are stupidly overpriced resin so chunks excited. of brick. But we got the tiny plastic versions, which comes with uh, two Reaver Titans, two Warhound Titans, and two Knights. And uh, I got them fully assembled. I also got their arms magnetized because everything I see online says it's well worth taking the little bit of time to glue some magnets on so you can swap out the arm options, try out different Legios and all that. Um, And the Reaver Titan is a pretty heinous kit to put together. Gotta say, really did not enjoy that kit. But the Warhounds and the Knights came together pretty quickly, so it's not too terrible. Um... I also, while I was abroad, was like, hey, you know what I should do? I should get out of my comfort zone. I'll go to a Warhammer store. And so I did. But this time it was Spanish. And I picked up a uh, Black Orc Blood Bowl team. So I, uh, when I got back, I built them. Super fun kit. Really cool models. Uh, I also picked up Vara Ghoul Chewer. Excuse me. Their uh, uh, star player. And uh, I also <laughs> went ahead and ordered two Cawdor Redemptionist boxes, which I just finished building one of them right before we started recording. Nice. I- I'm excited to-, to throw down some Titanicus and to pick back up some Necromunda. I'm going to, I think I'm going to go Eshers. I mean, we had an almost three hour episode talking about Necromunda. We, we kind of have do. to at this point. And ever since we talked about it, I really want to do the, uh, the Escher gang where each one is based off of an 80s, like, just female rocker. Or oh, that would be great. David Bowie. Or David Bowie. It's a good choice. Exactly. Uh, you know, just I ha- bright. I don't I don't paint bright colors on anything. It's Now's the time. Exactly. You got to get out of your wheelhouse. Uh, I got to decide on if I want to do, like, actual serious gang or goofy gang, though. Cause, it can be the, cause both. There were dim- it's true. I might give them like a, a serious like gang name, but then all the members have stupid names. I mean, my Caldor gang was the Garbage Pail Kids and were all named and armed after Garbage Pail Kids. I did definitely consider naming my Redemptionists the the Garbage or the Dumpster Fires. So. Oh, oh, there you go. That's Name if I want to go full terrible goofy. things that have happened in 2020 and 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty good point. Uh, <laughs> I do think I want to paint them. I, I also want to go to my wheelhouse a little bit, and I want to paint them red and white. That seems like it would be a really fun color scheme. Like, predominantly white with, like, red detail, and then maybe a bit of gold on their, uh, uh, like, spiky headpieces and stuff. The, the dumpster Santas? <laughs> well, now you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be if it was... Uh, more red and a little bit of white instead of. Oh, white you're thinking and red. more white with a little bit of red. Okay. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. So like they'll predominantly be white robes. I don't really paint. Oh, much white. oh, oh. So you want it to be red and white, not red and white. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, okay. Rather, I should say white and red, <laughs> since white is going to be their primary color. <laughs> Fair enough, man. No, I'm excited to see that. It's uh it's always fun to see what you do with bright colors because you're way better at color theory than I am. 
Why, thank you. Uh, it's mostly just going to be building up from like bone color. So yeah. just, uh, you know, adding the gradient to kind of make the highlights look proper white while the rest is going to be a lot easier to paint. There you go. Um, I did also get the rule books, picked up House of Faith for Necromunda, picked up the main rule book. So I'm, I'm plugging my way through that. And I got to say, the new the new Necromunda rule book that has all the gang war stuff cons- consolidated in it. It's a lot less heinous than their previous <laughs> rule books. It's still not the best, but they have an index that isn't a hundred percent garbage. So what I'm hearing is it's usable. It is it is a book with information that is put together in a vaguely logical fashion, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, House of Faith is pretty good so far though. It's <laughs> uh I, I'm I'm really liking a lot of the, the redemptionist special rules because you can do like, you know, the normal goofy shit, flaming chainsaw axes and stuff like that. But uh, Cawdor and the redemptionist specifically have acts of faith where you can build up faith dice like the Sisters of Battle do in 40k. Yeah. And you can do goofy shit like... Uh, you guy, can, can you make a guy fly, basically? Yeah, I was, I was about to say oh, that. You can so actually do... You can do one where you, you leap across a chasm and you can roll the faith dice and if you roll it well, you can fly like three times further than you're allowed to jump. Or just plumb into your doom yeah and they have different uh uh faiths that your gang has to elect whenever you have a leader they have to choose whatever faith or discipline uh that they're a part of and there is what is it there's the redemptionist there's the zealot i want to say there's the fanatic and the doom seeker <laughs> and the doom seeker is all about uh like charging forward and just getting as many kills as possible and then when your guys start going down then the rest of your guys start getting beefed up and i might nice. do doom seeker because that seems very necromunda yeah it does so uh, I'll, I will plug my way through the book a little more and figure out exactly what kind of builds and stuff I want to do. I'm saving the second box until I know uh, exactly what kind of guns are worth getting because uh, I will say that compared to previous Necromunda gang boxes I've built, uh, they kind of only have like one way to really build each model. They don't really have tons of like extra leftover gun options. So I might That have was kind of how the Kodor were as well. Okay. Well, I might have to kit bash a bit of stuff because uh, I've been seeing that essentially you just want to have at least one grenade launcher on a deacon, which is uh, one of their champions. And I don't have a grenade launcher, but I do have a lot of leftover bits. So I think I might rig together like a tiny crossbow and have like a stick of dynamite or something in it and just oh, have uh, that be my grenade I've launcher. Got, dude, I play guard. I can get you a, a grenade launcher. I'll see what bits I have because I kind of like this idea of converting one, but I might take you up on that. Fair enough. But anyway, that's uh, all of my hobby, hobby mm-hmm. progress so far, which is sounds like actually a lot considering yeah, I was on vacation. Yeah. So uh, what have you done since I've been gone? To <sighs> Buckle up, kiddos. <laughs> all I right. I got so, a beer already open. Yeah, I got uh, I got pretty much the rest of the Black Templar released with the exception of Sword Brethren. So got an Impulsor built, built up 10 more Crusaders, Grimaldus and Bros, uh, the fucking bone-covered Marshall Castellan model, which is amazing, even though it's Axe of Sideways, which I'm not a super huge fan of, but what can you do? Uh, let's see. I finished off building the other box of Indominus I had lying around to get ten more Intercessors, ten more, or, sorry, three more Blade Guard. Uh, I didn't build any of the characters out of that one because I already had them built. Built the Eradicators for no real good reason because they're not as good as Hellblasters, in my opinion. You know, yeah. fight me. Uh, then I painted up 10 of the assault intercessors that I already had, got most of the crusaders at least based, built another redemptor dreadnought, got it, the base colors laid out on that, uh, got base colors laid out on the impulsor and some other random stuff. See, I, for shits and giggles, bounced back and built another tank commander, 
on a Lehman Rust demolisher variant. Yeah. Yeah, but this one I was like, you know, I want this guy to look super commandery. So I dug through my bits box and found a cool Victoria Miniatures torso that had like a shotgun shell bandolier on it. And one of the old Forge World hardened veteran shotguns that's on the turret with him. And he's got the beat up scarred face and fuck it, he's holding the flag just to let you know he's in charge. Where does he keep it when he's inside the tank? Who knows? Doesn't matter. He rolls it up and it's on like one of those uh one of those mall ninja batons, you know, that you pull the pin out of and it expands. I, that's oh, okay. that's my that's what's happening in my brain. All right. That you know, it's it's just as wacky as all the other guard shit might exactly. as well. Exactly. Exactly. And then I technically also have a box of Titanicus, but it was the folks not knowing what to get me for Christmas. So they're like, here, pick a thing. You'll get it on Christmas. I'm like, oh, all right, so I got that coming to me. But uh, well, hopefully by that point, I'll have read through the rules two times yeah. and actually kind of know what we should be doing. Exactly. And I'll still probably buy more Titans before then. Yeah. Even yeah, before I, we know what we're doing. I'm pretty well stocked up on what I need right now. So from this oh, yeah. point forward, it's going to be like one more box of Cawdors and then Titans. Yeah. And then uh, also, for some reason, today I got a wild hair and started building the Gotrick model I've had for like a year and a half. That's such a good model. It really is. I really like how it goes together. I haven't decided if I'm going to do them on the scenic base or not yet, though. I did the little base so he could be used in Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah, uh, the, scenic, the scenic base is pretty awesome if you just want to like keep him on your desk or something. I could just pop fucking maggots into his feet and go both. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that might be what I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, pondered <laughs> that for a minute for some weird reason. But, uh, it's a serious decision. Yeah. Speaking of serious decisions, I think I have solidified going uh, Legio Defensor with Titans. Legio Defensor? Yeah, the Nova Guard. Ah, okay. Uh, I think I'm going to be polar opposite and go Legio Vulturum, which is the, the Gore, Gore Crows. Crows. Which uh, I like the black and bone color, and they're kind of a a good in between legion where they can do shooting, but they can also do melee, and they have a really cool logo, and you know that sort of thing. Yeah, the the Nova Guard. I, I really like their paint scheme. It's it's pseudo quartered, like it's usually like the right leg is in black armor, and then like the left hand is in black armor. Uh, most of the the other pellets are bone or white. I think I got uh, some of that um, that color shift paint from Turbo Dork. That mm. it's called Mother Load, so it's this mother of pearl color. And I think I might play around with that on the panels of it that to be fun. to really give it some like pearlescent shine. Uh, and then what I really like about it is everything either is quarter or like lined up in the center. But this one, all their stuff has this green stripe on it that's offset. I really like, and yeah, everything is gold trim. So really going to get some practice with the masking tape on. This, I, I am, this but I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, it's uh, I want to keep pushing my skill set. I've been doing edge highlighting. I'm now edge highlighted uh, eleven models over the course of like twenty days, and want to hey. stab myself in the eye with a fucking paintbrush every time I do it. But I'm getting marginally better, kind of occasionally. I like to think of it as kind of like. Um... Uh, oh, I also, uh, per your recommendation, on the flight to Ireland, I watched uh, Shang-Chi, which was actually yeah, pretty solid. I told you but it was entertaining. You gotta be like uh, Shang-Chi and, you know, punch that fucking piece of wood yeah. until your hand stops hurting. That's what you're doing with the edge highlighting. You're Seriously. training. Yeah, I'm just grinding XP out. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, breaking your wrist bones, whatever. Or breaking my wrist bones. Or both. Who knows, you know? Hmm. It's not really, yeah. you know. 
But uh, I saw I showed you that picture on our Discord when we were talking about uh, what to do for episodes, and uh, there was a really good picture of someone who did a marble style uh, oh paint scheme God. for the Gorkros. And Dude, it looks beautiful if you could do that. I'm pretty tempted to give it a try. No, no real clue if I can actually do it, but it looked pretty rad. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna look into it. I know you can do it without an airbrush through some crazy stippling techniques. Well, from what I was seeing, you essentially like you pick the color of the marble and then you pick the color of the vein and you essentially like freehand on each vein individually and then go from there and boy is that going to be a project if i choose to do that but you know i've done dumber things for painting so yeah because I, I know the airbrush way to do it is you do whatever the vein color is is the main color and then you take like um like wet Baby naps yeah. and you, you pull them really far apart till they're super stringy and then you stretch that across and then you just spray whatever your actual stone color is going to be in voila marble yeah, uh, <laughs> I might do a one freehand and then decide it might finally be time to get an airbrush. There you go. <laughs> wow. Titanicus could be what does it. <laughs> Fair, man. We'll see how much it makes me want to pull out what little hair I have. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, did you get any, any games in? Uh, you should know because you're the only one I got. I played against Tony's Black Templars with my orcs. That was a fun game. Oh, my God. Okay. It was a... A really perfect matchup for that kind of uh, melee versus melee sort of thing, where we essentially had uh, one half of the the board was just kind of normal. Had a bunch of boys. He had a, a dreadnought, some of his uh, assault interceptors, intercessors, whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. I words, the, assault I words. What what do we say? Twelve, uh, twelve or thirteen things that have a, the I as the first word in them in fucking space marines. That's yeah, very confusing. But the other <laughs> half was just the hero scrum. I yeah. we all we had all of our heroes up against each other. Which, it was uh, rugby. It was a straight up rugby scrub. See if I can remember everything. I had my war boss on Squigasaur. Mm -hmm. uh, he had head Wapas kill chopper. You know all the good normal stuff orcs get. Uh, I also had a knob on smash a squig. I had a death dread over there. I had three mega track me, uh, me, 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 the scrap jets. I can't remember their <laughs> name right now. Uh, the scrap jets. I had three of them over there. Um, uh, I had a. I guess it wasn't all my heroes. My beast boss. He he borked a bunch of his advances and was just yeah, way off did. on his own for a while. But uh, that was all against Tony's Black Templar stuff, which of course is the Emperor's champion and fucking hellbricked. Yeah. So and a chaplain on bike who got immediately exploded. Oh, I I looked at <laughs> his chaplain God. on the bike and he just melted. It was. Oh, ridiculous, but uh, Tony came right back and killed all my shit in one go. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it turns out uh, the Emperor's Champions are <laughs> real good against things that don't have invulnerable saves and are also characters. I had invulnerable saves, it just did not work. Yeah, not enough of one. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, all right, whatever happens in this particular little corner of the battle, whoever wins this, that's going to be the game. And oh, yeah. boy, did Tony win that. <laughs> Uh, it was a, actually a couple of dice rolls went the other way, and it would have flipped the game entirely, and I would have been absolutely. The one down. But it was actually, even though you legitimately tabled me, it was shockingly close right up until the oh, last yeah. round. Oh yeah, like it was. It ended up being like seventy to twenty-five points wise, which again, it doesn't sound close, but it really was super close right until the end. I, I think you should have brought your choppers down on turn two. I did. You brought them on three, or did I? You brought them on three or four. No, because we finished at no, we finished at the end of round three. That was that was that was how long that game went and how how brutal the first two rounds were. I brought them in two. No. Yeah. No, dude, you brought them in three. Uh... Turn turn two was where we had our scrum. Well, maybe that was just me being dumb. But either way, uh, 
it could have changed some stuff, but yeah. I think by that point it was still pretty well decided for you because you you killed my warlord, which one of my I took um what was it the biggest uh, and the, the baddest biggest I think baddest, it's called, yeah. which is a, a orc secondary objective where when the warlord kills stuff you get points. Kind of hard to do that when the warlord gets nuked on round two. Yeah, so, yeah. What well, uh, your your warlord killed my chaplain. Yeah. Then my emperor's champion stepped up and killed your knob, and yep. then Helbrick stepped up. And melt-a-gunned your warlord to death. Yeah, you didn't even give him the honor no, of killing him in no. melee. You just Helbrick shot just him. looked at him and max-damaged him with a fucking melt-a-gun. And then Tony's and like, then uh... And charged a squad of boys and killed him. Uh, he, I was like, how much damage did you do? Uh, that's 14 wounds? It was, oh, it was cool. eight. It was eight damage. It was exactly enough to melt him. It was, it was, well, how many hits was it, though? It was just the one... Oh, oh you're talking when Helbrick hit the boys? No, when he hit my my warlord, because it was one of those things where it's like, oh, how much? Okay, I have no save because that's a minus four AP. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was just that one melted gunshot. It, I just rolled a six for damage, and you were in half range, so it was eight eight total damage. Ah, cool. Yeah, that was just enough to nuke him <laughs> yeah. because he got he got just a little bit wounded before. So yeah, he got he got like clipped by uh by a dreadnought, right? One of the little like piddle guns on it. The yeah, because you shot him with the nipple guns. Yeah, because yeah. he was the only target I had for him. Yep, it was the one wound he did, which was the one wound that stopped him from attacking Helbrecht and maybe killing him. <laughs> Man, th- those dreadnoughts were MVPs for sure, though. The they did so much work. Each Holy dreadnought, crap. each each of his dreadnoughts killed at least twenty boys. It was ridiculous. And I, because uh, what was it? I took uh, sixty boys and twenty beast naga boys. Which, before anybody writes, yes, I know this is not the optimal list. That's not how I do. <laughs> um, I took six def chop def copters, which actually did shockingly well. They have a ton of de- to, to the rockets with uh, heavy two d three shots, terrifying, with two damage each. And you come in with a squadron of six of those for a hundred points. That's really good. <laughs> the so downside did... of them is six bring it down secondary points. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't great, especially when your dreadnoughts shot into them and also nuked them because they they don't have jink or any of those old special yeah. rules anymore, so they they have no feel no pain save at all. I mean, one of my dreadnoughts save. also killed himself. That's true. Literally, the last wound he nuked himself because uh, I got both of his dreadnoughts down to one wound each and couldn't finish him. <laughs> he had to do it himself. <laughs> Nobody kills me but me. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so very fun game. But yeah, uh, got my Christmas break coming up soon, so hopefully we'll be able to throw down a couple more times and maybe actually get some other people out to the shop because it was totally yeah. dead. Like, uh, yeah, it was, it was us. That was we it. didn't even have the Magic Kids for once. It was just us. Kind of nice. Yeah, it was really nice. But it would have <laughs> been cool to have some of the other uh, other Dice Like Ice crew show up. Yeah. Well, Dr. Chris swung by for a little bit and hung out. Yeah, like like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, talk talk math at us, and I was like, I don't know how statistics yeah. work. I just roll the magic clickety clack rocks, and things happen. <laughs> yeah, for listeners who don't know, Andrew is um not the wizest of math. No, I I don't brain so good when it comes to math. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. I usually it's... have that bit on lockdown for us when we play, and that's why I have TurboTax. <laughs> uh, fair enough. But uh, yeah, that's the only uh, Warhammer game I played. While I was in Spain and Ireland, though, uh, my uh, sister's fiance is a very big board gamer, and he showed me Seven Wonders, which uh, you've is never re- played that. I'd never played it before. Oh, I'd heard very about it. Good. Yeah, I heard about it. I'd seen it on the shelf. I was like, that seems like fun. I'll play it. Finally, sat down and played it. And we played it like two nights in a row. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. We just sat down and played tons of it. Super fun game. Highly recommend it. It's kind of like uh, Civilization, the board game, essentially. Yeah, it's it's solid. I really enjoy it. 
Uh, and then he also had Seven Wonders Duel, which is the two-person version yeah, of it. that was not very good. I thought it was pretty all right, because he, he started us with that one to get the concept, and then gotcha. we played the actual one, and it was it flowed very well that way. I've only played Duel against those kind of people who you don't want to teach you games if you catch my drift. Yeah, the ones who I... only have one speed, and that speed is fuck you, I win. Yeah, that's. I will only teach you through pain. And yeah, that's exactly. It. Yep, we we knew a few people like that in our group. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, what can you do though? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's not all a bad I've done. thing once you're trying to get better at something. But whoo, boy, it's a hard, hard entry level. Yeah, you got to throttle it back a little bit for the first couple games. No weakness, no mercy. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> how uh, how much uh, weakness or mercy did you have in your games this week, Tony? Okay. So, counting the game I played with you since we last recorded, um, I've played a record eight games in three weeks. Good lord. Yeah, no, uh, I was I was slamming hands till the sun went down, and after. So, ended up playing uh, four games against Doctor Chris. Um, three of them were the three closest games of Warhammer I've ever had. Two of them I won by three point margin. One of them I won by a two point margin. Wow. Yeah, no, like it's it was games that came down to like last turn, last dice roll sort of things. Me getting a lucky advance roll in one game to get up to an objective. Me spending a CP to make one of my dreadnoughts core to take an objective from him to pull me into the lead. Like it was clutch. They were they were clutch. Um, one game against him, his dice went absolutely sideways and it, it, it swung heavy in my favor. Uh, he plays Dark Angels and uh-huh. he, we've, I've ran the same list against him now three times. Uh, I tweaked it one of the times to get to that list and he's been trying to tweak out his list a little bit and it's getting scarier and scarier. Hmm. So I'm playing him tomorrow. So, uh, God help me. Yeah. He might've <laughs> finally outmathed you. Yeah, I think he did. He's uh, he's a, he's very, very like good at rules and tactics and things like that. And well, I'm terrified to think what he's about to do to me on tomorrow's game. But uh, I played the game against Andrew, of course. And then I played two games against uh, our other buddy, Will, who also plays Orcs. Because apparently I have a fucking type of friend. Wah. <laughs> uh, thank God neither of you are the people who yell wah in a game store. I'm not a very loud person, so even if I did yell wah, it wouldn't be the, the, the earth-shaking one that some people can get. Fair. But uh, the first game... Uh, I conceded at the top of turn two now, Will, because Will I was uh-huh. does play kind of the medalist, right? Yeah, Will plays the super strong smash your skull in orc list, which don't get me wrong, that's fine. But poof, that was uh, that was a solid ass kicking in my direction. Uh, last time I played him, we took it all the way to end of round five. He ended up beating me handedly still. But I put up a fight this time. I didn't just roll over and die, at least. Uh, hey. My six blade guard bomb just beat the dog shit out of Gaz, which was really satisfying. Because he thought Gaz was just going to walk right through him. And Gaz killed one of them and was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> so, uh, Hellbreck These got... These boys is uh, tough. Yeah. Hellbreck got just chopped to little bitty bits. Because he got charged by a 20-man block of boy or of beast snag of boys, and then, like, three of, uh, I don't know, whatever the Squig Rider guys are. I uh, promptly imploded against that attack. Squig Hog Riders? Sure. Let's, say, let's go with that fucking Taco Bell named orcs. <laughs> um, and then my other game was against the other Chris, 
not Dr. Chris, not Dark Eldar Chris, not uh, not CJ Chris, but the other Chris. So we have four Chris's and two Wills. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Fun, fun. <laughs> yeah, so I played against his Imperial Guard list, which is similar to mild Imperial Guard list. It's, uh, it's an armor-heavy list. And uh, it, it was the testament to play it till the end. Because let's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up on the ITC Battle App. Also, listeners, ITC Battle App. If you don't use it to track your games, uh, I recommend it. It's amazing. You put in the mission type, the secondaries, everything. It even keeps track of command points. It's it's solid. Which is uh, a lot more that could be said for all the other ITC stuff. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So. Playing it's Chris. The only downside is sometimes this app takes a minute to load. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, cool! It's got an ad. Lovely. Here's where we add in some subtle elevator music and you know, <laughs> little little like you know mall music. Yeah. Uh, we can get the the mall music from Dead Rising. <laughs> da, 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 God, that was da, such a good da, game. Da, da, da. It really was. Boy, well, were the sequels pretty bad though. Yeah, unfortunately. So he was beating me at the top of round three. He was beating me like, what is that? That's 34. He was beating me like 40 to 21 uh, at the bottom of two going into three. Or, sorry, top of three going into bottom of three. And I went first. So I was I was in a bad shape. Uh, and I ended up swinging it and coming back 63 to 60. Because of my very last turn. Uh, and the Emperor's Champion going anime hero style and cutting a Lehman Russ in half with a sword. <laughs> Just this is, once, Master, I must yeah, go all out. It was the best. I was like, well, all I've got that could possibly kill this tank is throw my, my fucking Emperor's Champion in a 10-inch charge at it. Oh, look, I made it. Oh, God, he overwatched. Survived yeah, with, like, he's... two wounds left of the overwatch, and then fucking max hits, max wounds, no save, fucking 15 damage through to a Lehman Russ. Yeah, because, like, he can do damage, but he's generally more of just a character killer. Like, not yeah. necessarily the guy you want to... Th he's not a cruise missile for vehicles like no, some, some models are. Yeah, so both of... Uh, let's see, by the... By the bottom of turn two, I had lost my... Um, I was still running a Repulsor at that time to transport stuff. It was dead. My Impulsor was dead, and both of my Dreadnoughts were dead, along with my Chaplain. Ooh. Like, I was like, mm, this is bad! But Bladeguard walked up one flank and just killed everything they touched. Tank, people, didn't matter. But yeah, so play it till the end, kids, because if it wasn't for the last two turns, I, I mean, I went perfect in the last two turns and swung it. So. But yeah, so those uh, those were my eight games that I played. Uh, that makes me, that's the opposite of what happened with the Bladeguard in our game, where they just got their cardio oh in and God. did nothing. They didn't, they... They, they did shot one, one wound to a weird boy with a head. Oh, that was it. Yeah, they shot my wizard. That was all they did. It was 255 points that moved that either, let's see, I think they advanced every turn but one. Yeah. Because every time they would run to something, it would die. And then yep. they failed their four-inch charge when they did have a chance. That's the problem with getting tabled was I died too quickly for them to be useful. God. Yeah, I think they only ended up about 10 or 12 inches from where they deployed, but they ran through all four table quarters. Well, they just did a really big, like, U-shape throughout yeah. the whole game and, and accomplished nothing, and it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. 
No, the the Dreadnoughts straight up won me that game. Oh, absolutely. They were MVP. They mulched my boys. Yeah, they did. Uh, and your Mega Dread and fucking whatever they saw they killed. Mega Dread. Yeah, that or Def Dread, whatever it was. Def Dread. I was about to say, I was like, I do not own that Forge World kit. <laughs> oh, that's like the six-armed Goro-looking motherfucker, isn't it? No, it's like, uh, it's essentially a Def Dread, but way bigger. Okay. It's kind of, size-wise, it's about halfway between a Def Dread and a Gorkonaut. Okay. Yeah, and it's like $170 if you buy its arms and everything, and I'm not doing that because Forge World is ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. I'm I'm amazed it still exists. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's kits that were second to none. They're I mean, no, yeah, that's definitely true. The, the As a guy is, who owns more Forge World than I should, I don't regret any of the purchases that I've made the, from them. The detail is amazing on Forge World models, but boy, are they pricey. I literally have my hundred and forty dollar thunderbolt fighter sitting next to me and every time i look to my right i have the urge to pick it up and go uh the only forge cool. world kits i have i got secondary which uh or sorry secondary second hand boy yeah. uh which are the troll hag and the colossal cave squig and i'm pretty sure the colossal cakes cave squig is some uh, russian bootleg so does it taste like lead paint haven't tried it well there's your problem yeah, uh, when I'm ready to die, I'll verify. <laughs> Give it here, I'll lick it. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like burning. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, that's that's pretty much all the games and hobby progress. A surprising amount for just three weeks for the two of us. But Also, considering two of those weeks, I wasn't in the country. <laughs> all right, show off. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it's. Oh, uh, I fully expected mine to be like, I bought models, but no, it actually worked out. I just got shit yeah. done quickly. There you go, man. August, Warhammer TV launched. We did an episode talking about Warhammer TV in some of the shows. The first of those shows, Angels of Death, has now wrapped up. I kind of want to talk a little bit about that show. Good, because I have thoughts. I also have thoughts. So, listener, if uh, if you have not watched Angels of Death and plan on watching it uh, and don't want spoilers, then skip forward an indeterminate amount of minutes. <laughs> Here's a spoiler. It's every Space Marine story you've ever read. <laughs> it is bolter porn without the noise that a bolter makes. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's one good thing we could start off on is, damn, the audio sucks. It does. I, I love the animation until the last two episodes. Yeah, just something about the last two or three. I don't know if they ran out of budget or what, but it just kind of fell apart. The the story was cool. I loved the atmosphere of it. Yes. Like it it did all of those. Like all those were just spot on. But the fucking audio. The gunfire was like pa 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 pa. Yeah, like people have nailed the bolter noise before. Like yeah. I don't know why they don't just use you, like the Space use Marine the sound bolter. Clip from the, yeah, use the sound clip from the fucking Space Marine game. Yeah, that came out in 2011. Yeah, oh, so good. Space Marine 2. Very excited. Uh, but yeah, so my, I, I think that was my biggest gripe with it was the audio quality. Had a lot of gripes. Just, audio is definitely one of them, though. Yeah, and then the, the dialogue, some of the dialogue was very good. Some of the dialogue was delivered very poorly. Yeah, the voice acting was definitely kind of a mixed bag just across the whole thing. Like some of... I'll be real, I don't remember any of the character names because either. they're all, you know, Brother Flavius, yeah. Brother Dickus, Brother Something Brother Something Yeah. It's all, like, very... It's, 
story-wise, character-wise, everything is very generic space marine. You have like if you, Captain if you've read and a, Chaplin and Heavy Bolter guy and Apothecary I, I will say, guy I liked Chaplin and Deathwatch guy. I liked Chaplin and Tech Marine a lot. They were cool. Tech Marine was the best. Uh, Just, I don't remember any of their goddamn names, but... I don't know. But when he's sitting there and, like... He's doing the thing on the computer, and like the rocket guy shows up, and he just shoots him. And he's like, mm, "My opinion was wrong. This is going to take longer than I thought. I should leave this area." Hmm. <laughs> uh, and then they finally awaken Brother Thickums, and you get yeah. the giant dreadnought out. That was a really cool scene. There's some really. really cool. I will say this is it's a series of peaks and valleys. For every really yeah. dull moment, there is a really cool moment. You just have to get through the dull moments to get mm-hmm. to it. Do you have a, you have a favorite? bit from the episode like a favorite scene favorite bit uh hmm probably honestly the dreadnought like just the just dreadnought? When, all right wait like, wait like him and the tech marine like anytime they're mm. doing shit that was really fun i like that they're, a lot. they're buddy cop bits they're essentially buddy cops and they're just <laughs> just mulching their way through oh, gene, yeah. gene Steeler cultists and they're they're kind of having quips and like the tech marine will be saying something to the dreadnought and the dreadnought will say some dreadnaughty shit like <laughs> even a death i still serve and they'll just keep going on and it's great my favorite bits of it were the orbital fight scene those are pretty cool they did the, have some cool naval armada stuff they really did it looked great like it looked like you were opening one of those pages in like the old third or fourth edition rule books just that like pencil style drawing and all the complaints I have with the voice acting, the ship mistress was spot on. Yes, that actress did do a very Hands good down, job. the best acted character in that show, in my book. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, just kind of across the board, the animation was a little all over the place. Like, I'm very glad they went with the heavy, like, Sin City stylized mm-hmm. black and white and red because, uh, oh my God, when you see the Space Marines or any of the other characters with their helmets off, Hard yeah. muppet mouth. They like yeah. they're just they're just they're just flappy face and like they're all pretty bad. But when you get to the Gene Steeler cult Magus, the based oh. off the female model that they released, yeah, that she looks like Toy Story one. Like this is some 1996 animation. Something is just fucked with her face, and it looks awful. It's yeah. so bad. Like, to the it, point it's where not, I... It's not the Uncanny Valley look, either. It just looks wrong. Yeah, like, I legitimately like, cringed every time I saw it, because I was like, that is... That should not exist. That should not have been okayed. It looked so tremendously bad. Yeah. Uh, but... I will... Oh, go ahead. Uh, but, for every horrifying thing like that, when the Space Marines have their fucking helmets on, they're really cool, oh, and they're really smoothly beautiful. animated, and everything looks really good. Yeah, uh, I think they also, it was nice to see GW put out something that, while still bolter porn, wasn't just, we're space marines, nothing can stop us. Like, they were dropping in that episode, or in those episodes, and that was really good to see. Because, like, in the fluff a lot of times, like, a gene stealer should be a match for a couple of space marines pretty easily. Yeah, for sure. Which is not always reflected in the book, and it sure is shit not reflected in the game. It's definitely like, not. Re- it's mostly not reflected marine. in the move or in the show either. They they do get pretty well mowed down, but when they finally actually get close enough to hit, they do damage. Exactly. Yeah, and like um, the the aberrants and stuff, just like crumping ceramite armor was fantastic. Yeah, that was cool. So say... was the whole broodlord scene, and the um the black rage was a really neat thing how they showed that. 
I was going to say, that was one of my favorite parts was uh, I'm not big on Space Marines and Blood Angels as well, but I did like how they have that whole like Black Rage thing where they go crazy and start thinking they're Sanguinius. and yeah, like fighting Horus. Yeah, when the guy started hallucinating that the Gene Stealer Patriarch was Horus, I was like, all right, this is actually kind of cool. This, this I like. This is fun. And can we just give a shout out to GW for releasing the first of something that wasn't fucking Ultramarines for once? Thank you. Yes, thank God. I, I was so happy. Like, Ultramarines are fun in their lore. Like, I do like the Roman thing. They're, they can oh, yeah. be cool. They're just, boy, are they overdone. And everyone yeah. knows that. But, wow, I'm, I am very happy that, uh, granted, it's also, like, the second biggest Space Marine chapter. Bl- Blood Angels don't really get a lot of love with a lot of the stuff. Uh, yeah, for a lot of, like, the promotional stuff, they don't. That's, yeah. that's true. But I, they're definitely one of the more beloved Space Marine chapters that aren't Ultramarines, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, but uh, I, a lot yeah. of a lot of players enjoy Blood Angels. Yeah, but like you, I mean, they got their first new model with Mephisto, and fuck, since I've been in the hobby for twenty years, that was the first new Blood Angel model I can think of that wasn't like, oh hey, uh, the Furioso Dreadnought. Now that it's not the old tiny metal box dreads, here's some new arms for the normal Dreadnought kit. <laughs> Yeah, they kind of got shafted. Or, for a or long the ball time. predator, where it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Here's some assault cannons for the new predator model, I guess. What? You don't want more space wolf models that have varying degrees oh. of wolf on the name? God, I the space wolf used to be such a cool chapter. Then they just jumped the fucking shark with the wolfy McWolf wolves. Yeah, I still and think you know like, Canis Wolf Wolf who rides the wolf wolf into wolf battle for <sighs> Wolf Knight. I like the idea of Viking Space Marines. It's cool, but yes, you're so right. They absolutely wolfed it up. They they are they are yiffing off into the galaxy, and it's just horrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it went too far with it. Like back in you know Grognarding here, back in like fourth and fifth edition before they got all that, when like the Wolfen was like this brand new terrifying thing, was awesome. Because everything wasn't Wolfie McWolf Wolf. With their power jorts? Yes. With their pa- no, no, this was the old Wolfen. Oh, oh the old Wolfen. Yeah, okay. The old metal The second Wolfen edition ones, like, yeah. Yeah, they're great. Uh, Fucking oh, 13 God, the, Black Crusade shit. The new ones could be cool. We're getting off topic. We're talking about Angel's Death. We are. We are, um, we are. Yeah, uh, but again, like at the end when that character is killing the Gene Stealer Patriarch and we're getting these cool flashes of him thinking he's Horus, when he kills it, like the Patriarch essentially T-poses when it dies. Like, it just yeah. flops over. It does not look good in the slightest. There's a lot of that. Anytime there's, like, big, um, you know, mowing down cultists or gene stealer scenes, if you look even a little closely, you can see the models, like, clipping into each other uh, or, like, borderline T-posing when they fall down. It feels very... Uh, they, they don't feel weighty enough. It's It's... For those of you who have uh, been playing video games on the PC for a long time, if you know what Gmod is, it kind of feels like when you drop a model in Gmod, where they just sort of flop over and ragdoll very unrealistically, but hilariously. But they, they don't even ragdoll in this. It's like you're dropping a fucking G.I. Joe. Yeah, no, it's very strange. Like, for again, for every peak, there's a valley, and the valley's very deep, and the peaks are very high, but, yeah. oh, there's... Uh, it's... <sighs> across the board, I'd say the show is a very three out of five because it's it's it's, it's average when it's good it's good when it's bad it's bad i I like that it opened the door yeah yeah i think Um, it did a perfectly fine job at being the first full show they put out 
Yeah, and it's it's a good way to introduce complete noobs to the Warhammer universe. Mm-hmm. Not that they would buy a Warhammer specific app without knowing what Warhammer is, but if you're like showing it to a little brother or a family member or I don't know, want to explain to your parents what the hell your hobby is, like you could just go like here, watch two episodes of this and you'll kind of get it. They sorry, they also did the the free week right around Thanksgiving as well. So, I expect them to run that fairly often when a new show is about to have a finale. Probably, Because that was two weeks before the finale, they ran a free week. Because then you get invested in it, you pick up the subscription to finish it out. Just like a lot of stations do. Yeah, exactly. So Um, I expect them to run that and them to keep promoting that through their stores. Yeah. And then, again, while we're just talking about Warhammer TV in general, uh, Angels of Death was okay. Fairly fun. Uh, I liked a lot of the Hammer and Bolter stuff because they did release a few new episodes. I surprisingly really liked the Eldar episode because I could give a fuck about Eldar in general, but that was actually a really good one. Um, I really liked the Sister of Battle episode. That one was really good. That was super well done. It was uh, two sisters of battle defending a shrine from a bunch of chaos cultists. Yeah. And And, like martyrdom and sainthood and stuff like that were touched on it. It was solid. Yeah, it's pretty shockingly good. Uh, what was the third one? They did a third one. Oh, it was the the Space Wolf one where they wolf-wolf the wolf-wolf. Oh, (laughs) that's right. Let me tell you the tale of... Yeah. Whatever the fuck his name yeah, is. that one was pretty, pretty bland, honestly. I didn't. I liked the animation. The animation was super cool. On animation it. was good. I liked. I was pretty. I liked a lot of the Conan shit they were going for with like the yeah. neophytes. Although all of them would have frozen to death. I don't give a shit how tough they are. Human biology doesn't work like that. <laughs> they're post-human biology. No, no, no. Those were normal people trying to become space marines. They weren't even neophytes yet. Yeah, but they weren't Terran humans. They were Fenrisian humans. Yes, because if you put a person on a super crazy ultra cold planet for 10,000 years, they'll suddenly be not bad against cold. That's how things work. It's called evolution. Right. (laughs) It just makes me, for for the uber nerds out there, if you've seen Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, when they go to the penal colony of Rorapinte, when they throw the the dude out into the snow and he freezes in like five seconds, that's what should be happening on Fenris. No, because Fenris isn't a... Well, it is a death world. Yes, it but is. It's, not a, it's, a, it's, it's a frozen hellhole with Tyranids on it. Anyway, but... But it apart- doesn't have wolves. Just to make it clear, there are no wolves on Fenris. Wolf, wolf, the wolf, wolf, brother. <laughs> oh, oh, and speaking of oh, that, oh, fucking Angels go. of here Death. I fucking called it. There's a scene where Death Watch guy is going all black rage, and all of the space marines that died come up as fucking Star Wars force ghosts around him. <laughs> yeah. and all goes, Brother, brother, brother. Like, they all say brother, and that's it. And that has been my joke since the beginning, and I fucking called it. <laughs> we should get a brother counter on that fucking show. Brother! No, it is it is super generic Space Marine, and that is okay. It's a good yeah. way to introduce people to the universe. I, I did enjoy when they were on the elevator, though, and the captain, like, they're looking at the captain, he's like, your legs are all fucked up. He's like, yeah, your arm fucking tired. The heavy boulder guy's like, my arm doesn't get tired. <laughs> And then he looked at the other guy who got his arm cut off, and he gave yeah. him a nod. That yeah. was pretty funny. That was good writing. It was solid. Like, it was... Again, shit. peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I'd still say Warhammer TV, TV is worth the $60 for a year subscription. Uh, yeah, also, agreed. because you still get that cool model at the end. 100%. And you have the app access. Do what? 
and the app access as well. Yeah, the app access is really good. You can get the uh, the the old white dwarves. Uh, the painting classes are 100% worth it. My because, God, they're amazing. Man, if you want to make like one individual really good looking model, follow Louise Sugden. She has some amazing tutorials. Holy shit, does she? Uh, the masterclass videos are super worth it. And then I, I watched a few of the how to play uh, rule tutorials, and they're all very solid. But they don't have one for Titanicus, which is yeah. a shame because we're trying to get into that game. They have one for Necromunda, but they don't have one for Titanicus. I think a lot of people, a lot more people play Necromunda than Titanicus. Maybe. Titanicus is still a pretty niche game. But they also have one for Aeronautical and Aeronautica Imperialis, which is probably the least played game probably that game Workshop yeah does. no that's definitely true so i'm i'm kind of confused i don't know why it's the same scale as titanicus yeah and hopefully we'll eventually get epic scale again and we can actually have like epic uh, with awesome new models it'll yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see well these are these are larger than old epic scale are well yeah but so are the the uh, aeronautica yeah, aeronautica yeah, 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 no, that, that's what i was talking about like the the epic scale thunderbolts were like the fucking size of a goddamn scarab well, I mean, the Imperator-class Titan from the original Epic is the size it's of a Warlord, so... Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, so, yeah, overall, I would definitely still say Warhammer TV is worth the price for sure. Agreed, agreed. And, you know, Angels of Death, 3 out of 5, put it on in the background. There's some cool stuff, there's some really shit stuff, but it's fun. Yeah, it's brother, it's definitely, definitely a watchable show. Brother, watch my television show, brother. Oh, man. All right, so, kind of a... a theoretically quick segment oh welcome back if you skipped the angels of death a bit listener brother <laughs> sit through our uh, spoilers brother bad but um i kind of went pirate on that oh, last brother actually one more yeah you really did one more spoiler that fucking quote-unquote stc that is 100 percent a chaos goddamn artifact oh that's some chaos bullshit that is, you know that that's what they're no doing for fucking that is chaos that bitch is they crazy. are they are hitting every space marine book story note oh, where yeah. it's what is it is it xenos no is it chaos no well it's probably xenos then you should check again <laughs> yeah but it's definitely a chaos artifact like it's gotta be yeah yeah, there, there are two Warhammer stories to tell when they're Space Marines. It's Chaos or it's Xenos. And they're yeah. infecting or corrupting somehow. I was I was surprised that they went with Tyranids instead of the go-to Orcs. Oh, I would have loved it so much more if it was Orcs, just because would, it's Orcs. I would love a, like a series like that that takes place on Armageddon. Uh, but consider how bad the fucking flappy faces were on a human. How awful <sighs> that would look on an Orc. Okay, all right. That could be why they didn't do it. They probably That's animated Norik and went, oh, we cannot do 10 episodes of this shit. But no, because they did it great if it was done in Yarick style. Well, but like that Saturday morning G.I. Joe cartoon style? Well, but yeah, I mean, but the, yeah, talking about Angels of Death specifically, like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you would, yeah. Lose, you would lose a lot of the green, and you know, there's a lot of colors that you could be showing, but you can't because it's Angels That's of Death. That's fair. Yeah, because Angels of Death, that was the whole thing. It was like red was the one color that united everything. I guess they're going to have to either fight Red Corsairs or Black Legion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it'll be, uh, the next one will be Black Templars versus um, uh, World Eaters. I think they actually said that they're doing a Black Templar show next. Well, guess I'm keeping my subscription forever. Yeah. <laughs> they got Tony, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, let's talk a little bit about the year in review, Andrew. Okay. Because uh, 2021 has been a hell of a year, but it's been a better 
year than 2020, at least well, hobby-wise, because there I, was stuff. I will say, in general, 2020 was just a, a wasteland hell year. We can fairly well write it off. The majority of humanity, I, I think, that's a good that's a good thing to say. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, 2021, good. hobby-wise, was pretty solid. Games Workshop was fairly well knocking it out of the park, a couple of small controversies aside. I mean, okay, so they had a couple of... Um, fascism incidents but that wasn't them <laughs> that wasn't and that them. was that was not them that was players at events and they very quickly put a fucking kibosh on that oh yeah i mean let's be real even though there's been a, a for some reason rise in fascism yet again uh if in general if your company is associated with fascists you lose money and they don't want to lose money because nazis are shit bags and most people hate nazis and if you're a nazi and you're listening to this go fuck yourself i hate you Probably I wouldn't be the, listening at this yeah, point. It's fair. The Imperium are fascists. Oh, 100%. And this whole setting is satire. And irony. Yeah. It's, oh, it's great. I love it. It's so ridiculous. It's so great. I've been trying to explain it to people who don't understand it. <laughs> and I'm like, imagine a knob and you crank it up to 11 and then you break it. And then you hire someone to build a new knob that goes to 12. And then you crank it up to 12 and then break that one too. That's Warhammer 40k. You crank it all yeah. the way up to ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, but the Imperium's the good guy, but they're not because they're fascists. They're the good guy they're because just they're the less the evil guy. goodest guy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they did put the statement out saying, hey, Nazis are scum and we shouldn't sell to them. Mm-hmm. And I agree. That's a great, that's a great point to take, yeah. Games Workshop. Thank you. Yeah, kudos to them for that. Uh, uh, but yeah, GW was on fire with the release schedule this year. Uh, I don't think a single month went by when either a Codex or an army book for Age of Sigmar dropped. Like, every month had a release. Yeah. Which is phenomenal. They've been pretty good, pandemic aside, since like 2018, maybe even a little earlier, of just being on the ball of releasing stuff. Granted, half of that is Space Marines or Stormcast Eternals, but that's what sells, so there you go. Yeah, but let's see. Here are just the codices and supplements that dropped in 2021. Death Guard, Drakari, Admech, Sisters of Battle, Grey Knights, Thousand Sons, Orcs, Death Watch, I'm sorry, not Death Watch, uh, Black Templars, and Dark Angels. But I mean, that's that's crazy, and that's not touching all of the Age of Sigmar books that came out. Yeah. Plus AOS 3rd Edition dropped, which that's, is huge. That was my big one that I was going to say. Yeah. Oh. So, Andrew, uh, did anything in Age of Sigmar drop uh, that really had you excited? The Cruel Boys. Give oh, me was, some gonna... swampy orcs. I was just going to delete that bit. No, that's fine. Tony stole so my you bit. Could, you could have 3rd edition. Age, Age of Sigmar 3rd edition came out, and also the Cruel Boys. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, those models. Oh, they're so good. I, I, They've been on the back burner a little bit because I've been painting 40K orcs, which are another thing that came out this year. Uh, and I just, um, I'm in green skin heaven. Everything is great. I love it. It's so much fun. There's so many horrible, dumb mushroom men to paint, and I love it. Yeah, I had I had kind of a slow start to my hobby year just because nothing was really tickling my fancy that was coming out uh, until, you know, July rolled and that, that Sigmar box dropped and it had good looking Sigmar guys in it. Well, it had Stormcast oh, that's not that, true. Had Stormcast that's not that true. I actually kind of wanted to paint because they, they yeah. slimmed them down to make them look kind of realistic. Yeah, they look better. That's not true. I went fairly deep in like, what is that, May or June when the Soul Blight came out. 
Right, yeah. Which I was going to do, and I started doing that, and then they announced the Cruel Boys, and I went, ah, I'm going to sell these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I've got a whole bunch of Soul Blight now that I finally started building. Which are uh, also yeah, the fantastic new... models. I mean, don't get me oh wrong. Oh my god, they're beautiful. I love, love the new zombie models. Oh, they're so good. I'm absolutely going to get some for D&D at some point in the near future. I'm kind of middle of the road on the new skeleton models. Yeah. Uh, yet another thing that was released and another controversy, Cursed City. Uh, that was a great box, and that is where I built some of those skeletons, and you are correct. <laughs> they are. I, I wish I could have, if they gave me a bear head option for all of them, I'd be totally on board. Yeah, I do like the helmets, but uh, it would be nice to have a couple of bear heads, which could be pretty easily rectified with yeah. just some old skeleton kits. I mean, it, or it, the it would work. box of skulls. Yeah, yeah, the box of skulls that you can buy. Yeah, so that that was I would say that probably the big release this year was that box. Yeah, for for Age but, of Sigmar at least. For Age of Sigmar, well, I mean, even well, hell, uh, overall, been a, I think that was been their a big bunch. Release. There's been a bunch though. I mean, we got Kragnos, which is a great model and yeah. pretty fucking solid on the board. We just got the new dragons for the Sigmarines. Yeah, I they mean, finally dropped. That's right. Yeah, pricey look, but beautiful. They look amazing. Uh, there's all kinds of new Sigmar models, which look pretty great i mean uh we got uh oh what's his name he's the big daddy like uh uh guy with the hammer what the hell is his name bastion oh, or something like um, that um yeah some something bastion, bastion carthalos lord commander sure let's go with that i i got it right here on my laptop <laughs> oh well there you go then lord Which commander bastion carthalos yeah he's got the hammer that says badass motherfucker on it. <laughs> yep they got the uh the uh, what is it? Uh, the Knight Relictor, who's essentially the Stormcast Chaplain. That's a really cool model. I mean, they basically doubled the Stormcast line. Yeah, and they 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 just have a bunch of really good ones. They have the guys with the bows. They got the Annihilators, which only look good if they have their helmets on. Um, yeah, I don't like their shields. The shields are a little goofy, but they do have the two-handed hammer option, which is pretty badass. Yeah, is, and they're very powerful. Uh, again, the whole Cruel Boys range. We got these awesome Bolt Boys with the giant crossbows. I got my Trogoth with the guy on top of it. Very Lord yeah. of the Rings. We got fucking Gobsprack with his awesome giant vulture. I mean, there's just been some awesome models for Age of Sigmar this year. If yeah, you like, is... if you like destruction or order. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I think I think Sigmar got the win this year over 40k when it came to big releases oh well as because an orc it, player i would say we're about tied <laughs> but here's the thing sigmar got an entire new edition which you know 40k got last year it's true but it also got an entire new army in cruel boys and it revamped pretty much a whole model line with soul blight and it revamped functionally half of a model line with sigmar okay. or, um uh, Stormcast. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like that's that's significant jumps forward, and I'm oh so hoping that my my Eshin Skaven get some fucking love next year, and my Guard do as well, and my Gloom Spite, <sighs> and your Gloom Spite. Just give me new rules. I would love models. Yeah, you don't, just give me. I need new models for my two armies. Just give me rules that don't suck, and I'll be happy with the Gloom Spite. <laughs> give me, fair, give fair. me, armored. Dankhold Trogoths, because in the lore, Scragrot has armored Dankhold Trogoths as his personal bodyguard, and goddammit, I want that as a model. Oh, that's pretty cool. But other than that, I'm actually very happy with the Gloom Spite range. Just, just, just give me rules that don't suck. They can be random, yeah. they just need to be, like, on par. Because <laughs> they are yeah. very behind right now. So yeah, so Sigmar got a lot of good stuff. 
Let, let's dip into 40K a little bit. Orcs! Uh, orcs, yes. Andrew, you want to talk a little bit about the orcs? Orcs! Yes, we finally got new boys. That's the closest you will ever hear Andrew to yelling wah. Yes, I don't get very loud and I don't wah, but we got orcs! Um, we got new boys kits, which people have been clamoring for for 20-some-odd years at this point. Shut up, Eldar yeah. players, we know. Um, we got new Defcopters. Theirs is coming. Dude, looking at the rumor stuff that came out last week, it fucking, there's something Eldar in the box. They're coming. I, they're going to get a box. Some, it's probably going to be... It's going to be like a fucking one Autark model since <laughs> no one wants it. They're either going to get a new Avatar of Kane model, which is just as shit as the current one, or they're actually going to get a big release like the Orcs. I think we're going to get the big release. It feels like they're finally going to do it. Anyway. Um, I hope they do uh, with Eldar Autarks like they do with fucking Space Marine Lieutenants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be... Oh, that'd be so sad and so funny as a non-Eldhar player. <laughs> it would. Uh, anyway, new boys, which people yeah. wanted for 20 years. We got new Defcopters, which we hadn't gotten since the Assault on They're Blackreach so cool. kit in 5th edition, and they never got a solo release for some goddamn reason. They're um, so cool. Looking. We got uh, all of the Beast Snagus stuff, so Beast Boys. We got the Beast Boss on Squigasaur. We got just the Beast Boss on foot. We got the Kill Rig. We got uh, the Pain Boss uh, with the, the Speedy Legs. I forget what his actual name is called. I think he's actually called a Speed Boss or a Speed Doc. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure. Um, uh, 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 what other shit is on my desk right now? I'm trying to think oh, through. Oh, you it. got uh, you got dreadlock grot grabba. Oh yeah, Wardzag. Uh, go go Zog Zograd Wardsnaga. That was it. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, dreadlock grot grabba. Yeah, I had uh, I had the fucking enunciation right in it. The guy who is kind of useless unless you use grots, but when you yeah, use grots, he really beefs them up. Um, yeah, we just this on top of the buggies we got a few years ago we pretty much got an entirely new orc range while most of the super old models are still viable so orcs are model wise in a place that i'm very happy with right now oh yeah that coupled with all the new buggies they got a couple of years ago that is an absolutely gorgeous model range yeah yeah, hundred percent. And they're still still super open to as much kit bashery as you could possibly want mm-hmm. oh yeah so, uh, it was a good year for at least orc players in 40k, but judging by the last few months of your spending, I think it was also pretty good for Black Templar players as well. Oh my god, was it. That Hellbreck model with the helmet on might be my single favorite GW model right now. It just looks imposing and as badass as he's supposed to be. Because like the stupid little circlet and the old pose on him was awful. But this one with just that like casual kind of sword stabbed into it, and just the fucking helmet just turned to that angle. Oh, it's good looking. Yeah, that is a beautiful model. And again, mm. I'm not a Space Marine player, but I really like the Black Templars. If I was going to be a Space Marine player, this would be the time. Oh my god, they're so good. I mean, all all the Space Marine chapters got great stuff this year. Pretty much. Uh, Dark Angels got all kinds of great rules Holy <laughs> cue, crap, cue the one lamenter player in our comments going um excuse me <laughs> no man but yeah the, the dark angel codex is probably the strongest well at least when it released it was the strongest codex yeah it was and the strongest still pretty damn up there it was the strongest for about two solid weeks yeah uh space marine wise it's it's yeah. definitely um, but yeah, man, I went, I went whole hog into Black Templars. I mean, I've probably got, I could probably build 4,000 points of Black Templars right now. I harvested all the Space Wolf stuff I had and had been like breaking bits off of those and re-kitting them and chaining everything on them to make them Templars. 
but oh god, oh, that whole model range. The new the new bone covered guy that's just straight out of a third edition box art or uh, cover art. You've got the marshal that's straight from the fucking front of the old third edition box set. It's all these beautiful throwbacks to all the old stuff. A new orc kit that comes with Hel- High Marshal Helbrick's sword through his back. <laughs> yeah, a new orc kit that has High Marshal Helbrick standing on top of it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. The butt wiper, the most <laughs> loved and hated. That model divided the community more than anything else I've ever seen. Even more than the fucking Nurgling model. I love it, but it's so fucking silly. <laughs> it's so silly, but that's what makes it great. It is exactly that piece of art, though. No, it is, like, yeah. All of the Templar stuff is throwbacks to third and fourth edition artwork. Did you mention that's Did you mention Grimaldus awesome. yet? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That is an amazing say, kit. I do have one big issue with the Grimaldus model. Mm-hmm. And that's the dude who carries the little pail of blessed water. Oh yeah. And his little sensor bear thing. It it's not as cool as the old one was because he had a little salt and pepper shaker arms. I just <laughs> I loved that. The the new water bowl thing, like the sensor arms, cool, but I don't like how the water bowl looks. I I know what you could do to make it cool. Resin it up. I know. No no no. You just paint the water to look like blood. <sighs> look, just because we chain our weapons like we're uh, world eaters and charge he- heedlessly into combat and distrust psychers doesn't mean. We're chaos. No, no, no. It's just like sanctified <laughs> totally sanctified saint blood or some bullshit. Yeah, seriously. It sounds like something they would have. Of course. It's it's the blood of some sisters of battle who happen to not be necessary for this battle, you know. Yeah. But that, that whole range was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, Drukari got a great bump. Oh, yeah. They, went from, they went from useless Holy to the top crap. of the pack. Holy crap. And their combat patrol box is a staggeringly good deal. It comes with a raider, a ravager, uh, five incubi, an archon, and ten warriors. Yeah. No, it's, like, it is a stupid fucking deal. It is a very, very solid kit. Like, that that army revamp came out, what, like 15 years ago now? And they still hold up, model-wise. Oh no! A lot of that newer, a lot of those things came out 2014, and then some of the other stuff re-released 2018, I think. Was it 14? I thought it was earlier. Uh, it was 13 or 14. Hmm. What am I thinking? You talking was... like the new Warrior Kit and stuff? Yeah, that came out in like 08 or something like that, didn't it? No, no, hmm. no, 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 no. It came out when the plane and stuff came out. Hmm. Well, either way, they're still very good kits. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I knew it was 13 and 40 because I bought into it when it came back out because I loved how they looked. Ah. I probably then sold it. Ah, I really wish the, the 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 homunculus covens were actually good. I like that Frankenstein shit. It's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool. But they're garbage, so, you know. Yeah, they're terrible. Terrible rules. Cool lore. Uh, other good stuff that came out, the, the Kill Team box set. We have Plastic mm-hmm. Kriegers for the first time yep. ever which uh, a large portion of the Warhammer internet collectively lost its shit because all of their dumbass shovel memes could finally be acted out. Uh, yeah. I like the Kriegers, but a lot of the people who like the Kriegers are also shitbags. <laughs> yeah. Back in our previous conversation with fascists in the hobby. Because mm-hmm. they don't realize they're fucking French. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they wear... Well, their name's Krieg. That sounds German. They wear cool trench coats. That means they're the SS, right? No. No, you no, fucking morons. No, it just morons. means they're fucking World War One trench warfare. Read a history book. Everyone fucking wore trench coats. But regardless... That's why they're called trench coats. Regardless of the fascists, those Krieg models are very good. They're and pretty cool. I, I they're do pretty like cool. the Deathcore Krieg. They're pretty cool. Um, I still have mine on sprue. Haven't 100% decided <laughs> what to do with them yet. I might make them still Legion guys for Kill Team. I might just make them the Deathcore. I might convert them to Chaos for Necromunda. Who knows? But uh, we got the really good Orc Commandos kit with that. We got the really awesome Orc Terrain with that. I hear mixed things about the actual Kill Team rules. Haven't played it yet. Can't verify. But hey, you know. We uh, we also, in in the vein of guard, me bitching about not getting guard stuff, it was very specialized guard stuff that we got. Mm. Like the new Gaunt Ghost Box. Those guys are beautiful oh, yeah, models. Yeah. Those are, again, I have no guard that I plan on playing or really building other than those Deathcore guys, but I want that Gaunt's Ghost Box. Yeah, it's a really good fucking box. Oh, boy. Like, it's absolutely gorgeous models. Oh, I just thought Terrible of unit in the game. Terrible unit. Oh, almost always the, the like, one-off hero units like that are, but, you know. They all have the character keyword. They're ten or five assassination points yep. <laughs> for killing a squad of guardsmen. Yep. Very easy assassination yeah. units. Uh, I did just think of one for both Age of Sigmar and 40k. Bellacor the Dark Master. Oh my god, how did I forget about Bellacor? Oh, that is... An amazing oh. update of an already very good model. Like, even his old metal and resin models held up shockingly well, they apart really from the size. But the sculpt was fantastic. But you want to talk about a fantastic sculpt, you look at that new one, because, oh my god, that thing is beautiful. Little yeah, just, little busy with the chains on the wings, but otherwise. Eh. Yeah, the, the models that they've released this year are are top of the game. Between that and the dragons and some of the other big centerpiece things like Kragnos they've released, the scale of them is fantastic. The detail on them is great. But I think one thing that GW has done this year is, in my opinion, one of the best things that they've done. What's that? And that's bring out the open circuit. Doing actual GW-sponsored tournaments. Not just like Adepticon and Novacon and stuff like that, but the the GW Warhammer Open Tournament Series. Yeah, and it was was an interesting choice because we were still pretty deep in the pandemic when they decided to do it. And back to controversies, they didn't necessarily handle it super well in some locations. Apparently the Florida one was a little loosey-goosey when it came to masks and such. Yeah, I don't know. The New Orleans one was actually very well run. In general, yeah. It, uh, maybe they learned some lessons from the Florida one because they, they definitely in, enforced the mask policy a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I did really like that they were trying to kind of get back out there and, and, and mm-hmm. show Warhammer to the masses again without having to have these third-party conventions do it for them. Yeah, and it was it was also really nice that everything there, it was all GW terrain. It was all beautifully painted. All the tables were well set up. All the missions were there. Like, you had the cards that they gave you, the card pack for it. The prize support was phenomenal, Adam. Having the store set up, all the little, like, extra, like, previews and stuff like that, that was cool. That wasn't really my cup of tea. But just the the absolute camaraderie at it was... Because that was my first, like, big, straight Warhammer convention. Same. Quote, unquote. And 
like 10 out of 10 would do again. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, granted, we did have a little uh, extra uh, spice on it by meeting Dan from the Bad Cast, but, you know. And it, Mike Brandt and, and Paul Murphy and all those guys, that was... Yeah, I imagine that's not going to happen at every Warhammer convention we go to, but it was, a, with that attitude, it was a very good one, a really good way to ingratiate the concept to me when it's our very first one, and we're like, oh, cool, oh, yeah. all these people we've been listening to and hearing about for years. Yeah, it just... The whole event was, it was fun. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of fun. It was just a really good energy. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like we said in our episode about it, there's no real, like, super nerd table flipper douchebag types. Everybody was generally having a really good time, as far as I could tell. Even when somebody was losing pretty badly, you could usually tell they were like, hey, man, let's go grab a beer after this or something. They were they were having fun. It was, it was a shared love of the hobby and of the game. And it was staffed by GW staffers who had, like, uh, the, the two guys that Ben and I were talking to had, had worked for the company for a very long time. Super friendly. Like, that's what they do. They bounce around to events and run them for GW. Like, it was just, it was really cool to have an entire room of people who, like, that was their passion. Yeah. Just very nice to have the shared hobby. Just, yeah. it's it's a good baseline where it's like, you know, no matter how you feel about, you know, sports or even politics necessarily, just kind of like you come together, you talk Warhammer, you got your baseline. You can be buds for at least a weekend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it was, it was just nice to see them kind of come out in the community and do stuff like that. And it was super nice to see that many super well-painted armies put together. Holy crap. If you ever want to feel inferior about your painting, go to a fucking top tier event dude right my god like i'm usually pretty proud of my paint scheme but i was left in the dust hey man you still got nominated that was better than the rest of us oh i was i was bottom of the totem pole (laughs) doesn't matter man doesn't matter bottom of the totem pole still above ground well that also uh that also keeps in track of me being distinctly average during the gameplay too i was like all right for this event i'm i'm as average as can get but man just a, a lot of good. Like GW's doing well. It's doing well as a company. It's it's really starting to dial in the rules writing. And when it's not, it notices that and it addresses it. We've been getting they're talking about quarterly FAQs now, in addition to their normal FAQs. Which they've desperately like a, needed like a quarterly, for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Like a not an FAQ, like a rebalance. Yeah. Where it's actually changes physical rules. And those get updated in the app. So, like, if you pull up the app now and you look at Lehman Rust tanks, they've got a two-up armor save, like was changed in there. Or if you uh, Necron destroyers and stuff, getting the core keyword you look at is Necrons in there. You're, they're suddenly useful again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, them doing that, it, it shows that they're listening. And with GW running these events, it gives them that first-hand knowledge of being able to look exactly at every result in every game and see what's trending where, as opposed to you know, fucking, like, a meeple tournament with, like, 30 fucking people in it, or, like, a giga tournament with, like, 40 people in it. Yeah, GW will see the results and stuff like that, but it's going to be filtered to them. Yeah, exactly. They're probably only going to get the positives versus the negatives. Mm-hmm. So this, it's just, I think it's a really positive thing for the hobby for GW to be as involved in the community as they are. Yeah. Um... Do we want to address the big controversy this year with the copyright nonsense, or do we want to cut that? I think that was a... I think people made a mountain out of a molehill with that. 100%. I... 
What I will say is Games Workshop is a very large corporation. They're honestly mm -hmm. one of the biggest industries in Britain at this point. Like they're legitimately like a top 10 company over there at this point. They've, they've gained massive population and massive revenue growth in the past 10 years because of a lot of smart marketing and putting out good products. Mm -hmm. And you just have to think of them like a Disney or something. Like they have to protect their IP. And yeah, as much that's as their revenue stream. And as much as people were losing their shit where they're like, oh, they're gonna kill the fan animations, they're gonna kill fan fiction, they're gonna kill everything the fans want to do. It's our universe as much as yours. They aren't gonna kill it. They're just making sure you don't make a shitload of money off their IP like every mm -hmm. other large corporation. Like if you start making your own like side project like a fan side project with star wars and you're putting out essentially a tv show in the star wars brand you're going to get sued into oblivion because that's not your ip but if you just put a couple of fun episodes out that you and your buds did and you don't make money on it they don't give a shit that's getting their brand out there for free they love that mm -hmm. as as long as it's not done in poor taste yeah no i mean again back to the nazis <laughs> yeah exactly yeah if you if you have you know swastikas on your space marines they're gonna come down hard on that with good reason because fuck fascists exactly because not only are you then taking their brand you're corrupting their brand and you know me or Andrew or a lot of other people looking at me like, mm, that's not an actual GW thing, but fucking some random person off the street is like, oh, what's Space Marines about? You just see these fucking Nazi running around things. They're going to be like, mm, not the hobby for me. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I can understand where some of the knee-jerk reaction came from because when you just look at, like, you know, Reddit freaking out or something, it's, oh, they're taking away the fan animations. And it's like, no, you're, this isn't even like a read-between-the-lines situation. You're just blatantly not paying attention to what's going on. They just put out an ironclad policy to say, hey, we're going to protect our IP. Just don't be shitbags about it. We're going to make the money. But, like, with the, the Astardes guy, the guy who did, made those really good uh, YouTube animations, they bought that from him. And yeah. they put that guy They're to work. On Warhammer TV. You can watch a Star Days on Warhammer TV. Like, he legitimately is, he got a career from his fan animations. So, mm -hmm. like, good things can still come of this. You can still make your fan animations. You're not going to get torpedoed into oblivion immediately. I ver I doubt very few people got the cease and desist at this point. They were just putting down the rules saying, hey, this could happen if you're an asshole yeah. about it. So, you know, controversy for controversy's sake for a, a good portion of that, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. And also the the whole GW increased their prices. Oh, everyone's just going to go to 3D printing now. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because trust me, 3D printing's hard. I have a 3D printer and it's been on yeah, the fritz I do for as well. a year and a half. Like, it's useful to get extra bits and it's great for terrain. Yeah, it's great for but terrain. like GW kids, oh, you can get the same detail out of a 3D printer. No, you no, can't. No, you can't. And the ones you do are exact copies of the GW stuff, which is copyright infringement. Yep. And then all the 3D printer people get super pissy because GW takes that down and fusses about how expensive GW models are. It's like, well, also, people 3D printing them makes the models cost more because they're losing some of the revenue. Yeah, and even if you just ignore that, you still, if you get a cheap hobby enthusiast level printer, you're still spending two to $300 just on the printer before you get the yeah. filament or the resin. Like, this is not a cheap solution. Like, I get if, if for some fucking galaxy brain reason you've decided I'm not going to support Games Workshop because they don't want me to fucking put Nazi symbols on my stuff. Sure, go buy a 3D printer. It's not going to be cheaper. I mean, 
like like the 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 increase is just keeping up with uh 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 i'm blanking on economy terms fuck uh <laughs> I, I don't know what you're when the price of things going go up, for here uh inflation that's the word oh my god <laughs> it's keeping up with inflation and and costs of paying people a reasonable wage and uh, how much it costs to get resources and shit i mean like it makes sense it's i'd i wish they were cheaper don't get me wrong but they're putting out a very good product for the price range and i uh, both of us and like everyone we know acknowledge that i mean it's there you're getting a quality product for the price that's 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 the point <laughs> there's a there's a very very fun overlap that the same people who fuss about GW's prices are the same people who think that 3D printing is going to be the new thing, and they're also the same people who fuss about GW taking away copyright stuff. And... And all of those things are all kind of built on one another. And... Another secret, a lot of those people don't even fucking play Warhammer. Like, a lot of them yep. just like the lore and, you know, twisted online versions of the lore, hey, hey fascism, and... Uh, they 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 don't even actually give a shit about the hobby itself. They they just want their own weird little version of for the emperor and all that. It's it's yeah, a very like, strange thing when you really look at it. If if you come into a shop and you've got a full three D printed army, you know what? If it looks cool, cool. I'll play against you. Yeah. If you're gonna spout GW is bad, da da da, then don't play their fucking game. Yeah, like we're not even. If you hate them so much then why are you playing the game? Like, you clearly like some aspect that they have done. Like, don't get me wrong. I like a lot of GW products. Uh, mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like a GW fanboy or anything, though. Yeah. Like, I don't like you're allowed to trash the company if you want to. That's yeah. fine. But I don't need that energy when I'm playing a game with you, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, it's a uh, that was the big controversy this year, followed very closely by <laughs> the cursed city being out of print very quickly. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was uh. That was a bit of a doozy. That was a bit of a doozy. Glad I got my box when I did, but uh, I did too. And I've built all the bad guys out of it, and like two of the good guys, and I've never played the game. It's a fun game, but I got the super cool fucking key. <laughs> well, there you go. Pre-order <laughs> so, your games, kids. There we go. So that... well, I wanted to make sure I got a copy of it to sit on my shelf of shame with everything else that I had FOMO about. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> oh, my shelf of shame is actually getting pretty big at this point because of all the orcs and Titanicus shit I bought. <laughs> Yeah, but so I I, think, I am resolute. I will paint that stuff before I'm going to say April. Ooh, all of it. I'm going to try my best. Well, I'm not going to promise it because there could be some more good releases that end up getting on the shelf of shame. But I'm going to try. All right, so that uh, I think that's a pretty good wrap up of this year. Yeah, that's it. And so. yeah, and, and what you were talking about there kind of rolls into a little bit of uh, of our next bet here. So, you know, new year, new resolutions. Andrew, what is your hobby goal or resolution for next year? My for the old 2022. For 2022. Um, specialist games. I, uh, I'm i at a very comfortable games. place with my 40k armies. I love my orcs. They're a huge army. I may end up getting a second 40k army at some point. Who knows? Just, you know, I'm very... I, I think you should and get something that's a different play style than orcs. Probably, yeah. I'll go elite heavy at some point. I'll get custodes and piss off everybody. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm at a comfortable place with that. I really like my my uh, Age of Sigmar armies right now with my Sons of Bayamot and my Cruel Boys and maybe someday my Gloom Spite again. <laughs> um, so instead of 
intensely focusing on armies like I normally do, I want to focus on side projects. I got a Blood Bowl team. Well, let's be real. I have... You have, you have a bunch of Blood Bowl teams. I have uh, four Blood Bowl teams now. <laughs> hey, Andrew, how much Blood Bowl have you played? Like four games. Oh, shit. My bad. Okay. That was supposed to be a... A little, little subtle jab at nope, you. Nope, I have actually played Blood Bowl, and it's yeah. very fun, and I wish to play more. But I like the team. You fucking Uno reverse carded me there. Yeah, Fuck. Suck it. Um, I like <laughs> the game. I like the teams. The models are very flavorful. They're very char- mm. They're characterful. They're very fun. I got a bunch of green skins. <laughs> um, oh, so, you know, figure. I'm very excited to play that. I got the uh, the Season 1 box from a few years ago where it was the Reikland Reavers versus the... Oh, hell, what were they called? Whatever the orc team was called, they had their own name. The Orker Borkers. Orker Borkers, yeah. Um, Orker Borkers. I didn't buy the second one, but I did pick up the black orc team, like I said previously. I picked up the, uh, whatever the undead team was called, but not the new one with the sheet ghosts and the werewolves and all that. It was just the original one that had mummies and ghouls and stuff, so... I've got a lot of flavors of Blood Bowl I can play with, so I'm very excited to actually sit down and play that. I picked up the Season 2 rulebook, so I'm, I'm ready to play as soon as someone else is, Tony. Um, I've got a team. Well, let's fucking play. All right. Well, I want to play Titanicus first, <laughs> yeah. though, because if I like Titanicus, I'm going to spend way more money on that than Blood Bowl. Well, Blood Bowl, you... I've also got Blitz Bowl. We need, a, we need to do a Blood Bowl Blitz Bowl day. Yeah. Maybe one of the days when you're off, I'll bring over Blitz Bowl and Blood Bowl. We'll just crack some brewskis and fucking oh i'm down for some beer bowl just just football hooligan our, our day away super down for that that's that's a plan right there all right sold fucking sold uh, you heard it here first listeners <laughs> we will we will have some epic coverage you know that could be our first video who knows oh we God. do have a youtube channel that i saved just for dumb shit like that that's so. fair that's fair we've also got a twitch channel we could broadcast it on Twitch. We could broadcast Catch us it on every Twitch. now and then being very bad at video games and get to hear just how salty my language uh, is. And everybody can see my my goofy two-bedroom apartment and all my dumb nerd <laughs> art on the walls. And yeah, it's great. Um, so Blood Bowl, as Tony just said, Titanicus. I'm really looking forward to getting to that. We're going to play a couple of skirmish games soon with my starter yeah, box just so we can get the rules nailed down. I, we've already picked our that. Legios out so we can start like drilling on lists and stuff. So probably by this time next year, I'm going to have way too many tiny titans uh, and a couple no of such things and a couple of not very tiny tiny titans uh, with the what was yeah, it the war I master really, or whatever. Really want to get a fucking warlord war, the, the, or not a warlord warhound 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 uh, what is the like a forge world warhound? Oh, that is a hobby goal. I do. That is a hobby goal. I have no desire to spend forge world money on a forge world titan, but if someone wants to send me one, I'm happy to pay it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send go. it back don't get me wrong I'm just going to take pictures of it <laughs> I just want that's what I'm going to do alright Andrew I'm probably going to take you up on that when I get my warlord because that is a daunting task for me oh, you're going to sit down and buy an actual Forge World Warlord <laughs> I might actually yeah that's that's one of my goals for this year is to to be sandwiches are enough to afford a Forge World Warlord well if your sandwiches are enough for that your sandwiches are enough to pay me for it but we'll discuss that later <laughs> I will pay you with a six pack of beer when we play Blood Bowl mm. That could be a good deal. Hmm. But anyway. I will drink I will drink a milk stout with you. Milk stouts are great. This is not a punishment. They are not great. This is not that a is punishment. That is a punishment. That is a punishment, All right. sir. Uh, we'll do that, but you also finally shave your head. Yeah, I'm kind of on board with that one, actually. <laughs> All right, we'll discuss the details later. Anyway. Fighting fight a losing fight up there anyway. So this so. time next year, Tony and I will both have very large Titanicus armies, I'm sure. And very bald heads. And very bald heads, which I do <laughs> already have, so we're halfway there. That's um, fair. 
uh, 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 like I said, I picked up some Cawdor Redemptionists for Necromunda. We really want to get the Necromunda, see if we can get a local uh, local campaign going again. And if not, at least start playing some skirmish games because we do still have a couple of guys at the shop who have their old Necro gangs from a couple mm-hmm. years ago when we tried to initially play right when yeah. the pandemic started. So that fell apart. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think Ben still has a fucking Palanite warband. Yeah, and Matt still has his Goliaths. And, Goliaths. you know, we, we, we have enough for a campaign if we can actually get people on board. So there we go. Um, I don't know if you know Phil, but he's always Jones for Necromod. Oh, fuck. I got a post about because a bunch of guys want me to run an Age of Sigmar starter league. Oh, yeah. Let me know when you're doing that. I'll just bring the cruel boys. Yeah, I'll probably just run my fucking. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get another starter at this point. But I can. I can start yeah. with the Dominions, uh, half. So. Yeah, I've got. I've got three full Sigmar armies at this point. So. Yeah. So, uh, Blood Bowl, Titanicus, Necromunda, um, might get into Aeronautica Imperialis because you have that. I've got. I've got the start. So. Yeah. So we need to play some of that. I mean, so so mm-hmm. my resolution 2022 is going to be the year of the specialist game. There you go. How about you, Tony? What resolutions do you have? My resolution is to paint more than I purchased this year. That's, it's hard. <laughs> Which, I, I started this year very good at that. And then a whole bunch of new stuff came that out. That was, yeah. And that's Last half of the year did that to me. I was very, I had nothing on my board for so long. I would paint it when mm-hmm. as soon as I bought it. And boy, has it gone yeah. the exact opposite way in the last the, half. The first, the first chunk of this year, I was just painting, painting, painting whenever I had time, and like I got a bunch of fucking guard tanks painted. I got a bunch of guard infantry painted. Uh, I painted a bunch of space wolves that I've now stripped and primed <laughs> black. So <laughs> negative. I don't know. Is that is that negative progress or is that extra? I think progress? that's double progress. I'm not sure because you put yeah, extra paint on them after you finish them. <laughs> Well, but I removed the initial ah, paint yeah, that yeah, I put details, on the details. <laughs> um, You know, I bought. I have fucking thirty five hundred points of sisters of battle. I kind of primed with a terrible primer, and now I hate. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like I want to paint more and do more of the specialist games. I'm very excited about Titanicus. Uh, I am a treadhead and flyboy at heart, so like Aeronautica, I I loved. I thought it was super cool. The models are amazing. My very first Forge World kit was a Thunderbolt. So, like, Aeronautica was right up my alley. Um, oh, I'm saying um a lot. Fuck. Oh, that's fine. It's the podcaster's disease, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to be the one who has to fucking edit it out. That's why I'm saying But, you know, like, uh... The other thing they're talking about, though, that's probably going to throw the big wrench into my paint more than I buy side of the world is the fact that it looks like both Skaven and hypothetically Guard are on release for next year. Oh, you're fucked. So, well, okay, as long as Guard don't get some crazy new line, I'm fine. And if they do, I'm actually probably better because that means I can buy a bunch of the old Cadians off of people and just get a bunch of the leg bits that I use and head bits that I use and finish converting my guard army because that's a very expensive project right now. That's fair. Uh, And then if they release new tanks, I'll just pick up some of the new tanks because I don't have enough tanks. I mean, who is there such a thing as enough tanks? Andrew, you've seen... Maybe a third of the tanks I own. Yeah. Like I said, is there such a thing as enough tanks? No. <laughs> I still got to build another Bane Blade. I have a fucking Bane Blade sitting in my pile of shame. Good God. How long have you had that? Two and a half years. Ooh, Tony, Tony. Wait, no. Like four and a half years. I bought two of them at once and built one of them. Oh, Tony. 
It was a really good deal on Barter Bucket. Tony! Build your Bane Blade. He wanted, he wanted $200 for two of them. I was like, well, I could spend 150 on water. Throw an extra 50 with it and get the second one? Fuck yeah, I'm doing that. That's pretty, so I did. That's a pretty good deal if you're in the it's market really for very large tanks, which aren't very good on the board as far as I'm aware. Yeah, but they look they cool. They do look cool. And, look uh, really Tony, cool. I, I know what to do to make you actually finish that Bane Blade. Yeah, turn into the Fortress of Arrogance. Fortress my, of Arrogance. Uh, fucking, put, yeah, for my Metal Yarrick model, Yarrick I plan right on, on top of worry, it. Buddy. That should be one of your first <laughs> projects for 2022. No, my first project for 2022 is going to be all of the Titanicus. Yeah, listeners, uh, I was looking at a comically large Titanicus eBay auction that thankfully I lost. Oh, yeah, because it was, what, about $1,000 worth of it Titanicus? It was $1,000 worth of Titans for half of that price. Oh, easily. It was less than half. It was like 450 for a long time. Yeah, and it went up to 700 so thank God I lost that. So, great deal for whoever got it, but yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, what, two Warlords, four Reavers. A starter one set. One Warbringer. All the stuff from the starter set. Bunch of knights. Um, four knights, and then eight Warhounds. Yeah, that's a whole lot of Warhounds. Like, it was it was so much. It was, it was that was... Fuck. Other than the new what war what war warbringer or whatever it is that was yeah they did have at least one of everything but a warbringer and the the Forge world psi titan yeah whatever but yeah that that's like the hey Andrew do you want to fucking go splitsies on seven hundred dollars of titans and never have to buy another titan model if you'd have got that I probably would have honestly yeah I know that's why I was like mm, I might go up to five and then I was then it hit five I was like mm, I might go up to like maybe six i could probably talk andrew there's like six six ten six eighty i'm like nope 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 nope, nope. that's when andrew pulls the ripcord because he does not <laughs> yeah, have that much dinner. money <laughs> i do once for a second but then no one gets christmas <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't get christmas i get tight uh, i uh haven't discussed christmas with anybody who feels like giving me anything so who knows what i'm getting if i'm getting anything <laughs> it's gonna be models <laughs> fair enough but yeah, so, you know, this year I want to I want to keep trying to play as many games as I've played on the back half of this year. Since we were like, we're going to New Orleans, I've pretty much gamed at least once every week or two, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's very nice having a relatively consistent gaming group, mm -hmm. especially when all of us are within 10 or 15 miles of each other, so we can actually meet up fairly consistently. Exactly. Like, uh, you know, we knew it was going to be a lot lighter come the holiday season, but, like, during the summer, it wasn't uncommon for us to have four tables of games going and then go eat at the Chinese place next door and have, like, a round table of 10 or 12 of us all having dinner together. Yeah. And that was so much fun. Pick back. Yeah, like, that was, it was a lot of fun just having, like, a big group like that, which now there's three or four of us that are there at a time, except for this last Sunday. Yeah, this last Sunday was pretty dead. But, you know, that was yeah. also nice in its own way. Yeah, but, I mean, it's right here before Christmas. Too, yeah, of course. So. Everybody's busy with family and all that. Oh, yeah, the first couple of weeks of the year is always insane up there, though, because everyone's got all their new stuff. Yeah. So, oh, that's going to yeah. be fun seeing everybody's toys. It really is. I love it, man. I I love when other people are excited about the hobby as well. Yep. Like, I, that's my favorite thing, man, is when someone is passionate about something, like, I love it. Well, it's like uh, going back to New Orleans. You've you got someone with a shared interest, yeah. a shared hobby. You're both psyched about these models, even if it's an army you don't care about. It's like, dude, those are fucking cool. Oh, uh, we wandered around downtown New Orleans for like an hour and a half trying to decide what to eat and ended on fucking Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun, though, man. It was a good time. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be a good time. We'll still be able to meet up with a few people over the holidays, I'm sure, and get some good games in. Oh, yeah. And really, really round out 2021. 
uh, and just kick off 2022 right with Titanicus. Oh, yeah. The year of the Titans. The year of the Titans and general specialist games. Who knows? Maybe every year we'll do a what did Tony not get to in his pile of shame this year and give it to somebody. What's in Santa's grab bag? I've bought too much shit. (laughs) We call it here. This is your hobby pile of shame now. Ah, yes. Here, kid. Your problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Andrew, you got anything else for us? Remember, everyone, that's DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com. DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com. In case you missed it the last three or four times. Same thing with our Instagram. Uh, Also our Twitter. We have the social medias. Check us out. We do. We do, and if you listen uh, after after our show closing, I think we repeat all of that again just to make sure we drive that point. Just like I podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, you know, it wasn't a, wasn't a bad twenty twenty one hobby one. No, absolutely. I I'd say in general it was a very solid year for me personally, and in general Agreed. for the hobby, I would say. Yeah. Oh, and you know, you know what? Another great memory is Andrew mm. from uh, from this the year. Friends we made. Us starting a fucking podcast. Exactly. We we got. We're gonna we're gonna record double digits before the end of the year. They might not be released by then, though. Well, technically, this is our tenth. This will be our tenth released episode. Yeah. If you count the Halloween spooktacular. If you count the Halloween spooktacular, which was loosely hobby based. Yeah. We only mostly fucked around in it. Yeah. You know, if we don't put a number to actually, I don't think you put a number on the last episode you published. I didn't. I actually need to go back and edit it. Okay, yeah, if you'll go back and edit it. <laughs> it's I'm only been up for like two here. weeks as of this recording. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that the other day because like it didn't pop up on Spotify in order. I was like, what the hell? Well, is in that? my defense, oh, huh. I was doing it on mobile in Spain. So, <laughs> <laughs> our first abroad. Podcast our first episode. podcast abroad. Oh. But all right, Andrew, you got any uh, words of divine wisdom to leave us on? Uh, words of divine wisdom. I guess, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, General Happy Holidays. Be good to your fellow men and hobby on, dudes. All right, you heard it here first. Hobby on, Wayne. <laughs> hobby on, Garth. <laughs> hobby world, hobby world. <laughs> Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram, also under DiceLikeIcePodcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to Scarlet Saturn for use of their music in our show.
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.